You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740, or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Yee-haw! There it is, another imitation of Alan Gilman hurting himself. <laughs> Good morning, and it is a gorgeous day. Finally, we get a nice... Sunny Saturday morning here in uh, Toronto. Alan Gelman is away. He's on the shelf one more week, and hopefully his MRI comes back and uh, he can get a, get a pair of socks on or something. Hopefully like Hopefully soon. He's oh, he's not doing well. The back. Yes. Great getting older. Yeah. I just love it. Uh, this is uh, Steve Scheiman along with Brian Max for Dave's Corner Garage for another hour of who knows what's going to go on. But a lot of fun, a lot of great information, uh, as usual. And we welcome into the studios this morning... A new guest in from Shift Motors, Max Maurice. How are you, Max? Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Listen, yeah. Max is, uh, the company Shift deals with Teslas almost exclusively. And uh, so I'm sitting in the parking lot this morning, and I'm watching this car roll in. I went, I can't, can't hear anything. And it's uh, like, how long have you had this one? Uh, quite some time. So the, the Model 3, um, about a couple months now. I've owned a Chevy Bolt before that yeah. uh, for about a year, but uh, the Model 3 is just so much different. Autopilot, the speed, the looks. Listen to his voice. Uh, yeah, you can, you can see it. Him. Oh, yes. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a cool car. I've, I've driven one, mm-hmm. and, uh, and mm-hmm. it's a cool thing. And we'll get into it more and more about uh, entry levels for, for Tesla and other EV cars news mm. that he's got stored up. So there's some good information. A lot of stuff we did not know about, especially me. And I'm learning something, too. You are. It's true. I like that. It's true. That's good. Plus, uh, we're going to have Mary, uh, Mary, Gary, where did you slip there? Gary McWhorter from Mr. Transmission, as everybody gets ready to uh, get the cars ready for the uh, spring and summer. And there's a lot of issues that you have to get used to getting done on it, and he'll be telling us more about that. Uh, Mark Payman from Mazda is going to talk about the new... CX fifty, yeah, yeah. I drove it a couple of weeks ago. Oof. The uh, the episode's now on uh, on my YouTube channel, and I really enjoy driving this thing. It's a it's a mid sized crossover. It's a brand new, all new product for Mazda. It's designed for North America and made in North America. It's nice. You know, and the colors are great. Mm-hmm. That's what I go for. I don't care about the performance. <laughs> Give me a chartreuse with a little lemon on the side. Uh, and also, today is the beginning of our April promotion. And it's a good one. Again, uh, courtesy of Darren Bostons and everybody at uh, Triangle Tires. So here's the deal. Today you go to uh, davescornergarage.com, look for the contest page right just about there, and um, you enter your name. Everything's legal for the most part. It's definitely legal. Yes. And then you get a chance to win a full set of Triangle Tires, a full application from Trevor Hutchison's gang at Crown, 
perfectly installed by Glen Allen Motors. If Allen doesn't get back, Glen will put it in. Someone will look after yeah, it, Glen so Allen. It's, uh, enter as soon as you can, and we'll be announcing the winner uh, towards the end of the month, but get in as, as much as you can uh, when you can which is terrible English, but it made sense to me this morning, at uh, davescornergarage.com. You can follow us on Facebook. And uh, coming up next, we're going to get back into uh, what's going on with gas prices. And what? Gas uh, prices are a concern today? It's up and down. Are you like, kidding? Two weeks ago, it was $1.85, right? A, w- a year ago today, it was $0.82 cents a liter. Yeah. Yep. On that really positive note, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the calls. If you have them, give us a call, and we'll be back more this hour, along with Max Maurice from Shift Motors and Brian Max. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stay with us, get a coffee, maybe put something in it, and enjoy it more. We'll be back in a second. Oh, I guess we're back. Disorganized as usual. I like it. It's a comfort zone we have here at Dave's Corner Garage. This hour, we're joined uh, for the entire hour with uh, Max Maurice from Shift Motors, located in Oakville. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you here for the hour, and he's going to jump in throughout the hour about uh, things going on with Tesla and EVs in general. Uh, but speaking of not worrying about gas with an EV, <laughs> what's with these? Uh, you want to talk about the questions we had coming in about my car takes regular gas. Is there a benefit to premium? Or is it just a waste of money? Yeah, and this is this is a very good question, and and you know, for me, the the answer has always been that that you know, simple answer, which is it depends, and it depends on on what you're driving. So I've done a little bit of a deeper dive, and some of my colleagues in in uh, in the automotive media business have actually done some proper testing, so I've got some insight. But you know, for example, uh, one of my cars at home is a non turbocharged four cylinder, big four cylinder, and um, it calls for premium, but it can run just fine on regular. So the, one of the things I wanted to mention is that the, the, the myth of premium fuel having more detergent in it to keep the, the engine running better, that's, that's old news. That's, that's 20 years out of date because all fuels are, are fairly clean. They have the detergents in them to keep the, the engines running cleaner. And, and I think if Al were here, he could, he could, uh, he could, um, confirm that. Oh, by, he's calling you know, in right now. Oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah, Al. Yeah, put yeah, you on hold. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the any grade of fuel now is is fairly clean. It's got the, uh, pardon me, the detergents in it. So it really doesn't matter. So with with this one particular car that I've got, all, what happens is the, the engine will just basically slightly reduce the timing and slightly reduce the power output. So I might be losing two horsepower out of a 200 horsepower motor, that's not much of a concern in, in day-to-day driving. Now, if I were taking it to the racetrack where it would be working hard, I'd definitely put premium fuel in it. But in day-to-day driving, that's not necessary. It's more the mileage that people are concerned with. And and the I guess the scare factor, maybe, you know, you get a new car and it says you must use premium. And if you don't, you just like, what could it do to your car? Right. So typically in a new 2020, 21, or 22, mm-hmm. do you do the majority of cars underlying majority, yes. need premium, or can they just go with regular? To answer that question honestly and fairly, it's no. Most most brand new cars have sophisticated engine control systems where they they will detect the grade of fuel, and if it's if 
It detects a lower grade of fuel, like 87 octane. All it does is slightly back off timing so that there's no pre-ignition, there's no knocking, and the engine runs fine. The thing is, you can test this on your own. So you you can track your own mileage, you know, run a couple of tanks of premium versus a couple of tanks of regular fuel, and track your mileage, and of course, pay attention to how it's driving. But most modern cars generally don't need premium fuel. There are exceptions, and those are on the the fringe. So on the you know the high performance end of things, like the the genuinely high performance cars. For you know, for example, years ago I drove a uh, Mustang GT350, very high performance Mustang, very specialized Mustang, very much made for the track and that sort of thing. And it was a test car from Ford. Well, the um, the colleague of mine who who um, drove it the week before filled it with regular. That was one of those engines where in the in the owner's manual said absolutely. Nothing less than 91. No excuses. Do not run anything less than 91 octane. I drive the car, and of course, I'm sensitive to all this sort of thing. I feel the the engine not performing well and that sort of thing. And what I did is instead of sending it back to Ford and having them drop the fuel tank and drain it, I drove it long distances very easily, never to full throttle, just to drain the tank and then filled it with good fuel, and then the car was very happy. But most cars, most trucks don't require premium fuel, even if they say they do. And be, and that's partly because the engine control systems are so sophisticated right. and, and, yeah. and the engines aren't very stressed. They're not building engines to their maximum potential. So, What about the impact, though, on the concern that I would have as a layman consumer mm-hmm. is what kind of impact does it have or is the perception in your mind that if it says premium but I use regular, what's it going to do to my transmission do I need to get the car, the car cleaned more often, repaired, that sort of line? Uh, in, in general, you know, if, if we're talking about a regular sedan or a regular crossover, yeah. even mm-hmm. up to, you know, some of the, the half-ton trucks, they generally don't need premium fuel. The, the, uh, and, and it's not going to have any effect on, on anything anymore. The only thing you, you just want to test if you're, if you're going to get... Um, poor fuel mileage on on you know eighty seven or eighty nine octane and, and if it calls for you know ninety one or ninety three, so I I would test it. But you know the the majority of of regular everyday cars, trucks and uh, and crossovers can operate just fine. I would test it. Yeah. Well, there was a guy next to me when I was filling out my car yesterday, mm-hmm. and he had an F one fifty. He filled it up. How much was that? It was one hundred and twenty dollars. That's cheap. Oh my god, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, you need it. It's otherwise you sit home and wait for next year. But you can't do that. We're going to be back next with uh, the impact on your car is uh, with transmissions and everybody's getting ready for the the drives on the highway. We're going to talk to Gary McWhorter next for Mister Transmission and later on more with Max Maurice from Shift Motors. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. So stay with us. It is the law, so get ready for that. Okay, listen, don't forget, uh, today is the beginning of our contest for the entire month, and uh, operators are standing by. Well, the the website's standing by, davescornergarage.com, and uh, there's a link at the top of the page that says, Contest. Easy. Yeah, click the button, and boom, away you go. You get a chance to win a full set of tires from Triangle, a crown application, and uh, unfortunately, this guy won't be here for it, but uh, he's got information to talk about your trannies as you're getting ready for summer driving. We welcome once again from Mr. Transmission, the one and only, that's enough of a build-up for you. Here's uh, Gary McWhorter. How are you, Gary? Uh, 
Thanks, Steve. Quite an introduction. Good morning, guys. Happy <laughs> spring. Good morning. Thank you. Is your pool open yet or what? Um, yeah, it's open, but it's uh, it's hard as ice. Oh. Well, just a little, <laughs> a little rum and you'll be fine. Just pour uh, it on top of Another month or two. Yeah. All right, listen, we've been getting a lot of calls, and that's why I thought we'd have you on this morning, about what, what are you seeing typically for uh, this time of the year with, with uh, transmissions and, uh, and your biz? What are people coming in for the most? Well, it's pretty typical. Um, every spring, as the weather gets warmer, there's lots of concerns that, you know, the motors have to consider, um, especially after the winter we just had. The salt brine that they're using on the roads, you know, the, the spray that they uh, put on the roads, it's uh, quite good for the environment, but it, it really kills cars. Like, it eats away at the metal underneath your uh, your vehicle. It rusts everything. Uh, rust transmission pans, engine pans, fuel lines, brake lines, and uh, more importantly for us, the steel cooling lines that carry your transmission fluid up to the cooler or some cars still have a, uh, a cooler inside the radiator tank. And if if they leak or rust, resulting in low fluid levels, um, you're going to have problems. And sometimes a telltale sign is just, you know, a few drops of fluid where you park, uh, especially if you park in the same spot or the same side of the driveway. Uh, if your transmission creates the delay going in the drive or reverse, transmission fluid might be low and low fluid levels they can create larger problems as you can well imagine uh, you combine the rust issue with the fact that a lot of vehicles don't have a dipstick and it prevents you from checking the proper transmission level yeah you can't tell if there's enough fluid in it you know sometimes it, it seems the whole world is going through some drastic changes you know, and it's affecting the automotive market. People are driving less, working from home more, and as you say, the, the price of fuel it results in a bit of neglect and vehicles sitting in the driveway. Uh, you combine that with the unavailability of new cars and the skyrocketing resale prices of used ones, we need to take care of what we have. So it's a, it's a good idea to have the transmission fluid level checked or if not checked, at least check it for leaks when you change the oil. You know, the transmission works hydraulically, so it won't work without fluid. Unlike your engine, it'll just keep going until it blows to pieces with no oil in it. I've, I've done that with a couple of race cars, Gary, that's yeah. for sure. But that's that's not good with a road car. Now, with uh, with no. transmission service, for, you know, for example, you know, one of the cars I've got at home has got a couple hundred thousand kilometers on it, you know, way past any sort of warranty and anything like that. Yeah. What What's with, with something like that, you know, a car that's got 100,000, 200,000 kilometers, it's still running well. What's, what sort of, you know, inspection and service interval should uh, should car owners look at for their transmissions? Well, in, in Canada or in, in Toronto, you have to look... Uh, and consider if the owner's manuals, they usually say change the fluid and filter if, if you have a replaceable filter by 100,000 kilometers, except in extreme conditions. Well, you can call Toronto extreme conditions because, you know, the, the temperatures are volatile. In You know, from summer to winter, you're going from almost plus 40 to minus 40. Um, that's pretty volatile, you know. And it affects things, the, the constant heating and cooling and everything. It tends to crack stuff, um, uh, rubber transmission cooling lines. 
you know, they'll they'll crack. And if your fluid's low, it's going to create problems. So um, you you should you should have your fluid checked, change it if it hasn't been changed. Um, another thing to consider, you know, if you're plowing snow or if you even if you got stuck in the snow, that's what we talked about last time, or even towing a trailer or if you plan to tow, yeah, make sure to. Change the fluid in your transmission. Especially and now with people getting ready with uh, their RVs and their trailers. I mean, it's sure. probably the last thing they're going to look at, but you need it before you're driving up to, say, uh, you know, Perry Sound, all of a sudden it's like, what's that? Uh, yeah. what's, what's, what's that? What's that scent? What's that aroma? It's not well, a sandwich, yeah. yeah. A small leak can go un- unnoticed. Yeah. You know? And contrary to popular belief, there's no light that comes on if your transmission fluid's low. But, you know, you get towing a trailer, like you say, and all of a sudden, a, a small leak in a rusted cooling line develops into the cooling line blowing on the highway. Forget it. No you're fun. Not into a cooling line, you're into a right. full transmission. Okay, listen, if people want to find out more about it, you can go to mrtransmission.com. Your location, whereabouts are you located, Mr. McWhorter? Right on Young Street, Richmond Hill, south of Major McKenzie. Great. Well, listen, I hope the pool and the ice start to melt at the same time, and we'll be up there one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Thanks yeah, a lot. Get the, uh, the ice and the drink cup <laughs> and the water in the pool. In that order. You have a good, good weekend. Show, guys. All right. Cheers. Very good. All right. Coming up next, our special guest this hour is Max Maurice from Shift Motors. We're going to get into all kinds of information about Teslas, EVs, and things you may not have known. Really? That's, that's right. I, I've learned stuff already oh, today. I'm going to learn more. I'm great. excited. Stay with us. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and our special guest this hour is uh, Max Maurice from Shift Motors out in Oakville. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I just got to be a little little tongue-in-cheek to start off. Uh, what was all that talking? 98 octane diesel, all these oh, gas. Here I we just go. plug in my car. I, I wake up with a full battery. It's, it's, it's the easiest thing on the planet. So basically, it was nice having you on the show, Max. And All right. Well, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> so listen, we've had a lot of calls coming in and a lot of emails into our Facebook page about mm-hmm. Tesla overall. And is it the only game in town? And But what are the big advantages of the of the Tesla? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tesla, I mean, there's no, no, way around, no way around it. They've been in the game way ahead of everyone else. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, they're... I, I won't say they're the best. Um, they they might do the the best for a lot of things, like their autopilot is, is next to none. But for for things like perhaps quality, maybe you'd go to a Polestar or a Taycan or the the new e-tron from Audi. Uh, for things like like if you want Apple CarPlay, Tesla they, they Tesla doesn't, doesn't have that. No. Now their their system is actually quite good. It is great, yeah. But you can, you once you go to a Tesla, you can't get can't CarPlay. use Waze. Can't yes. use. So yeah, there, there, there's a lot of different options out there now, and and I, I get the question almost every day. Well, where are the electric trucks? Where are the electric vans? Where are the electric sports cars? They're not quite there yet. Right, right now it's still if if you want an electric car, it's basically like a smallish SUV, little compact car, or a sedan like a Model S or a Taycan again. But I'm see I'm seeing so many. Uh, just in the last couple of weeks, and oh, yeah. every kind of age demographic in the world buying these things. Mm-hmm. So people are coming in. What's t- typically the entry level price on a on a Tesla, and and what it, it, the, the sort of the the articles we've seen is that over the years it pays to get an, an electronic car mm-hmm. versus contemporary gas. Oh, absolutely. When when you really start to break the numbers down, it, it really starts to make sense. Um, an entry-level Model 3, uh, you know, still depends on the year and whatnot, but right around 60 grand. 
Um, and sure, the, yes, the car is slightly more expensive than, say, a C-Class or a Civic or something, but the running costs, the maintenance costs, virtually none. Um, you have the brakes, you have the suspension, you have your windshield washer fluid, you have your tires. Um, I, I'm not I'm not really joking here, but that's kind of it. Oh, pardon me, cabin air, air filter. Uh, you got to right, change that. That's, that's a big expenditure it, right It's there. a big one. Got to tally that up too. Yeah, um, 20, 20 bucks maybe? Yeah, yeah, just about. So, yes. yeah, oh, like... Break the bank right away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, take it a small loan. Yeah, but like w- with my electric car, so I've owned an electric car for about a, a little over a year now. Um, fortunately, I can charge at work for free. Um, somewhat unfortunately, I can't charge at home right now. I live in an apartment with outdoor parking. But uh, so for the past year, besides my insurance payment and my car payment, I haven't paid a penny to drive the thing. And you know that's that's the the one upside. I mean, I'm I'm at several gas stations mm-hmm. a week, whether <laughs> I like it or not, and you never have to do that with an electric. Yeah, like I, I get the comment. Oh, it takes forever to charge. No, it doesn't. Like, like it, you're not utilizing the car, you know, every waking moment. So yeah. it it the car sits, right? How so how you, often are you driving 600 kilometers in a day? <laughs> well, sometimes I do that. Sometimes but, you do. No, yeah. But of you know, realistically, the car the car sits for for the vast mm. majority of the day. So with an EV, you can take advantage of that and make sure it's charged. Yeah, and then the the little uh acronym there's ABC, right? Always be Charging. <laughs> See, yeah. I learned something new again See, today. We're at school today. It's yes. a Tesla school. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, how long, this is a question that just came in. Sure. Typically, how long does it take to charge up an EV, yeah. say a Tesla? So this question could be half an hour, uh, but there's basically three levels of charging. Of course, the quickest being level three, the superchargers. Uh, right, you'll see them at Vaughn Mills, you'll see them in, in Kingston and Cornwall, and they're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, this is for Tesla specifically, I should say, and... Uh, zero to 100 percent you're talking an hour hour and a half um there are universal chargers so if you have a bolt or a leaf or any other electric car they use either a ccs or a chatamo is is the 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 type of connector and uh the newer ones from um in petro canada across canada they they have now i think it's 350 kilowatts but you still need the car needs to be able to Take that charge. So it, it does get complicated, but so on the on the slightly slower level threes, mm-hmm. we're still talking like hour and a half to fully charge, which again you're you're rarely doing. And just before I let you go in, Brent, is uh, while you're listening to this, go to shiftmotors.com Please. on the line, and you'll uh, you'll see what we're talking about, and the selection they have out there is is staggering, considering how tight it is for inventory. Mm-hmm. On that, you know, this is the thing where we are now. There's so many EVs. I mean, there's so many Teslas on the road to begin with, but now manufacturers are coming out with all kinds of EVs all the time, as we will get into with with Mazda. They've got an, a small electric car now too. They do. Yeah, um, it's not. Currently not sold in in Ontario, but will be shortly. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, every car maker is coming out with with a new electric, and it's you know it's it's a very interesting time. I think when electrics first hit the market, and that was primarily Tesla. Everybody mm-hmm. was talking about the life cycle of the battery packs, yep. and that has turned out to not be a problem. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, so the the original Model S, the first deliveries were, if, if memory serves me well here, June 2012. So we're coming up on a decade. The really? Model S is wow. 10 years old, and, and you see them on the street, they, they look just just as new, right? Um, yes, the, the the health of the battery and degradation, big question. Wow. And, and it really breaks down to two things, how you charge and discharge the car. So if you're always charging 100%, 0%, 100%, 0%, the, the lithium-ion batteries, they're not happy that way. 
Um, the second thing that'll that'll really affect the battery's health is the the level of charging. So I mentioned one, two, and three. If you're always charging at level three, it, it's a ramming a whole bunch of energy. And I like this analogy. Level one is like just a one ten volt, you know, standard household socket. It's like walking. Then you got your level two is like jogging. Then you got your level three. It's a sprint. Well, forget that. Level three, I'm out. And so is the car. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you sprint and sprint and sprint, <laughs> yeah. right, you're, you're going to have to slow down. So walking and jogging every day or every other day, very healthy. So curiosity factor is this. People are, have been writing in again all this week knowing that you were going to be on. Mm-hmm. And if they're sort of sitting on the edge going, you know, I'm not quite sure if I can afford it or if I, how mm-hmm. it fits, mm-hmm. you have a rental program there. We do. Which is a really, explain how that works Sure. Shift. Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, uh, we just have a couple standard range Model 3s. So that is the, you know, air quotes here for the listeners, entry-level Model 3, rear-wheel drive, about a 400 kilometers of rated range. Um, and the the extended test drive, I'll call it, or rental, however you want to phrase it, yep. uh, is very beneficial because, sure, you can come into Shift Motors at 1151 South Service Road West uh, and come for a little five-minute test drive, but... It's just a snippet, right? Right. If you if you want to really experience or or see if it works for you, yeah. rent it for a weekend. Plug in at home. Go to Costco. See how the space is. Do the kids like it? How's the acceleration? Right. So uh, having the car for a little more than than just five minutes is very beneficial. What are people when they come back from their first experience with a Tesla mm-hmm. EV? But let's talk about Tesla for now. Sure. What's the biggest reaction they have to you? They do not want to give the keys back. <laughs> I've gotten the question a couple times, can I buy this very car? And I go, sure thing, we can talk some numbers. But uh, no, and, and we've had a few people that, uh, you know, my sister has a car, my colleague has a car, I don't know. And I go, great. Like, we'll, we'll have a chat in three, four days when you come back. They come back, all grins. You know, they, they go, how does this car exist? It, it doesn't make sense. It's so smooth, so quiet. It's very ineffective to, or uh, inexpensive, pardon me, to, to run. So uh, it's just, again, we talk about driver's car. Maybe it's not the best track car, an enthusiast car, but for an everyday commuter car, you oh, cannot get any yeah. better. Go well, ahead. The, the, you know, the, to me, the big benefits are the, 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 the quiet oh. fact that, like, they're, they're so, they have you, you all the You can so whisper quiet. in the yeah. cabin. You phone calls, you don't have to yell. It, it's amazing. That, that's true. And then on, on the other end, the, the enthusiast aspect is all EVs are very quick in terms of acceleration. Oh, they're zippy. They yes. are zippy. Yeah. Even my little Chevy Bolt that I had, zero to 100, seven seconds, it's zippy. And yes. for timing wise, I mean, if you're coming in from Burlington mm-hmm. into the big smoke for work or up from Barry down oh, yeah. uh, or in from Oshawa, mm-hmm. the HOV lanes. Green plates, baby. Where you go. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's when you think about the mileage, mm-hmm. gas that you're not using anymore, the uh, the hydro, which you have to use, obviously, yep. but the amount of time you're going to save mm-hmm. on the HOV lanes coming in, like typically when you come in from, say, Hamilton to yep. Toronto in a day, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you're in in an hour and 10, maybe an hour and 20. Sure. But HOV, you're in what? Half, oh, an, half an hour? Just about half that. Yeah, my, my commute's Oakville, to, or Hamilton to Oakville, uh, without skipping a beat, unless something freak happens, it's about 20 minutes. Uh, my buddy Beautiful. does the exact same commute. 45 minutes is a good day. So, Mr. Heavyfoot over here, <laughs> like how, what's it like as far as, you know, you've driven them. Yes. What's it like as far as acceleration that you're used to with, a, say, a, you know, another, like a BMW? Is it a fair comparison? Not, I... 
in terms of acceleration, the, the only way to, to compare a, a, a Tesla, like a typical Tesla driving experience, is with an ultra high performance internal combustion engine car. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a Tesla Model S, uh, especially some of the upper ones, they're so quick that, you know, I'd have to compare them to a supercar, something crazy like a BMW M5. You know, they're, they're just, they're so quick um, that it, it, it boggles your mind. And, and to be fair, that's a little bit of a learning curve. If you're coming mm-hmm. from a, an average internal combustion engine yeah. car, mm-hmm. you're getting into a car that can accelerate extremely quickly. And even at 50K as an entry-level ballpark, right? Sure. If you get, like, I've got a, I'm really happy with my Honda Accord. It's my daddy's, it's my, my son says, it's an old man's car, and I tell him where to go. But <laughs> it's a great car. But when you start loading it up, you're looking at over 50K. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it's a great car, but it's more and more I'm leaning to getting an electric car and uh, I mean Tesla's everywhere. I love mm-hmm. the setup at Yorkdale. Mm-hmm. You guys are out in, in Oakville, so uh, give us the address one more time. Eleven fifty one South Service Road West, um, right off the highway. Uh, you can either take Third Line or or what is it, Dorval or Dorval. Bronte, You like drive that. there. I don't know where it is. Uh, I, I, yeah. I just the Tesla the Tesla drives on autopilot. Just takes oh, me there. Excuse me. It's Sorry. great. We'll have more information about uh, Tesla and any EV questions that you may have. Uh, give us a call. The lines are wide open. And don't forget Dave'sCornerGarage.com. To win a full set of tires from Triangle and Crown Application. Speaking of cars, the new launch of Mazda's CX-50. We've got Mark Payman coming up from Mazda, and that's going to be Brian Stick. Right after this, stay with us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll get to the contest uh, entries before the show is out and give you the address for Schiff Motors uh, before the hour is out. So before the hour is out is the new phrase for my mouth today. Anyway, there's a launch that happened, uh, I guess, about a week ago. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. See, I'm right on the ball today. And uh, it was with, uh, with Mazda Canada. We're going to hand it over to Brian. And it's all yours, man. Yeah. So Mazda invited me to uh, to drive the all new CX fifty. It's a it's a mid sized crossover, and uh, we have Mark Payman on the line. He is he's got a he's got a very long title: National Manager, Product and Electrification Strategy. How are you, Mark? I'm excellent. Thanks. I'm glad you were saying that one and not me. But uh, thanks for having me on the show. Does that require and, uh, two business cards or three? <laughs> yeah, that's the front and the back. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> all right. So I. As you know, Mark, I really enjoy driving the CX-50, and uh, I've, as as I'm sure uh, regular viewers of my YouTube channel know, I love Mazda for the the premium design, both inside and out. I think they're exceptionally well designed, and and also dynamically because I'm a race I'm a racing driver, and I love the way Mazdas respond to me. And the new CX-50 is right in line with that. I really enjoy driving it. Obviously, the, the one I drove uh, had the most powerful motor. I love that uh, that turbocharged motor. And, and to me, it worked really well. But what I like about CX-50 is that it is um, it, it looks a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more athletic, I'd say, than some of the other crossovers in the line. That's your turn, Mark. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, you're familiar with CX-5, of course, and that's the, the differentiation component between the two. And CX-5's playing in that more elegant urban space, whereas now we have the CX-50, it's more squared off, it's more rugged, adventurous looking. Uh, we're really looking to introduce new customers to the brand with this vehicle. It's a space we haven't had representation in prior. Yeah, the... the 
I, I enjoyed all of the dynamics, especially you know what you guys do with uh, with breaking is excellent, and and um, you know the CX fifty was was a no exception to that. Just I love the way it responds to me as a driver. I'm set up perfectly as a driver, and you know to me Mazdas have always been drivers' cars, and that's the entire range from the MX five all the way up to the the CX nine. CX fifty is very close to CX-5, which is an established crossover in the range. How are you differentiating these two? Because they're, they're very similar in terms of size and sort of capability. What, how are you differentiating these two? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll touch on the, you mentioned the braking, and it's interesting. I mean, this vehicle is about kind of off-road capability, and, and uh, braking isn't something we'd probably be discussing otherwise, but because you are the enthusiast you are, and you do have those racing successes under your belt, I think that's something that kind of the more enthusiast bent notices in these vehicles. And for, we call it internally the seventh generation of product with Mazda. doesn't mean anything to anybody on the outside, but to us, that's where we, we had a switch over to like a large generational switch over. And we made a retune into the brake pedal field. So you get that through the Mazda 3 and the CX-30. But it's really about the attention to detail in our vehicles um, and the brake pedal feel, as you mentioned, the ability to modulate it, the kind of initial bite without being overly touchy. It's probably different than what most people feel in a vehicle or are used to in a vehicle, but it's all those detail items that in, a, in an off-road capable vehicle, people aren't likely going to expect. They're going to be expecting the, the more noticeable things like how much ground clearance does it have or how compliant is the suspension on uh, rutted roads or washed out roads. Um, so it's really nice that you notice that. Um, beyond that, to answer your question about differentiation, uh, CX-50 has a very deep cargo area. Uh, it's a very flat load floor, a low lift over. So we try to prioritize those things, ease of access. The rear doors have a 90-degree swing on them, uh, so it's very easy to get up and access roof for roof loading. Uh, in conjunction with that, the, the roof access, the roof is lower, um, so it's easier easier to access. It has a higher ground clearance, as I mentioned. The roof is actually reinforced, so for heavier items up there. I know rooftop tents, people are, are taking these vehicles camping and up yeah. the rooftop tent. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, so, yeah, th- there's a very large, deep accessory offering on this vehicle. We certainly have accessories on all our vehicles, but we went deeper in this particular case. And then one of the other large points of differentiation is the towing capability. This has a 3,500-pound towing capability. Whoa. Most of our direct competitive set is just over 2,000 pounds on average. Most of them are 2,000, CX-5 included. Uh, but we've got a towing mode and 3,500-pound capability on our turbocharged version of the CX-50. So that's kind of the differentiation in a nutshell, aside from the aesthetics, which you mentioned earlier, which are it's a much more rugged, uh, adventurous-looking vehicle. Uh, there's there's no question in my mind and and uh, and I can attest to towing we we did tow the uh, that uh, 3500 pound trailer with uh, CX50 and it was and it was quite uh, quite capable and on top of that um, the there there is a towing mode that's built into the car but it only comes online when a trailer is connected to the car it is i don't think i've driven anything else that is you know so thoughtful and have ha, has had so much attention to detail paid to it um you know for example the the sport mode which i i genuinely prefer because it's it's an authentic sport mode unlike a lot of other cars where it just might dial up throttle response or something like that all the parameters in the in the car change so it's a, a genuine sport mode and what it does um that blows me away is it disengages the cruise control which in my opinion, it should do because if you're going to be enjoying the the car, you don't want it to to 
take care of any of its functions on its own. You don't want it to be on cruise control. You want to drive it. And that's what Mazda Sport Mode does. I love the way your engineers deal with these things, Mark. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't get tired of it either, to be honest with you. We, we, a lot of the engineering is done out of our, our U.S. office in, in Southern California. And, you know, every chance I get, I talk to them to try and absorb all the, the nitty-gritty of what goes on behind the scenes and the amount of painstaking efforts they take to make sure our cars are dynamic and engaging. And, and that's what this program was about, really. It was to strike a balance. Uh, we've got to be true to that soul of a sports car ethos and that's marketing but it's also not marketing that's what we've always been driven by and you know to put that into perspective the throttle behavior on this vehicle was actually benchmarked using a porsche 997 which is a 911 variant um one of my favorite cars of all time yeah so you probably felt right at home and we're often asked what car is benchmarking we don't even benchmark cars we take the best of different areas and often that's our own vehicles even so yeah, the, that's what you get when you got enthusiasts and, and hardcore car enthusiasts running the company right up through our, our parent company in Hiroshima in Japan. Listen, Mark, thanks for joining us. If people want to find out more about uh, the new look for the uh, CX-50, what's your website for Mazda? Uh, it's simple. It's Mazda.ca. I like that, especially on a Saturday. I can even <laughs> handle that. Mark, listen, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get you back on again and let us know how the, uh, the release of the CX-50 goes throughout the year. Excellent. Okay, right. Have Thanks. a good weekend. Thanks, Mike. This Thanks. is Dave's Corner Garage. We're back more with Max Maurice and information about Tesla and new things with EVs right after this. Stay with us. Funny how things work out so smoothly like that. Sometimes it works. And davescornergarage.com, that's our website. Go to it and uh, enter to win a full set of triangle tires and a crown application. Now, speaking of saving money... The government's actually doing something kind of decent. Uh, there must be an election coming. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank. Who there's, knew? There's been some changes on uh, what you may not have to pay anymore for tolls. Yes. Well, I I drive east of the city a lot, and the the 412 and 418 sort of 407 uh, to 401 um, connections are no longer toll roads. So the idea is that's going to take some of the relief off the the four hundred one, which should be nice, which which will be great because I mean I I drive there drive out there a lot, and the four hundred one there is so busy. So I will I will definitely use the four twelve and four eighteen. So that seems like it's permanent. So um, the province is uh, saving us motorists and some a, money. And a personal request, uh, Premier Ford. I know you listen to the show once in a while. Yeah, do something with the four hundred seven tolls. I'll just leave it there. It's incredible. <laughs> I drove, you know, when you drive during rush hour. Yes. Oh, I know. It's a lovely bill when you I, get back I home. I know. It's nasty. All right. We've got some incentives that you you guys want to talk about with uh, with Tesla. Yeah. The, the uh, in, I haven't kept on it uh, up on it because I don't drive EVs all that much, and my audience is international, so I don't... I don't really look at local incentives. I know the province pulled back on some EV incentives, but mm-hmm. Max, what's the what's the state of uh, EV incentives in Ontario and Canada right now? Yeah, so it is somewhat of a gray area for a lot of people, as yourself there, Brian, but uh, there is still the $5,000 incentive for electric cars under 55000 and they have to be new. So there is not a single Tesla at the moment that applies for that $5,000 incentive in Ontario because of the recent price changes there. So the base model three is now, I think it's 62,000, 63. Sure. Yeah. But there, there are, there are several other EVs um, made by other manufacturers yes. that, that would qualify. And that's a federal. Incentive. Yeah. Yes. It's federal. Exactly. Okay. So Nissan Leafs, Chevy Bolts, uh, depending on, again, if it's under 
uh, I think it's fifty five thousand. But the I think the base model has to be under fifty thousand with options up to fifty five thousand. Got it. Um, but yeah, so there's there's plenty that still do get that, and um, some of you may know used to be fourteen thousand. Um, yes. So just a few years ago, uh, you know, you'd buy a Bolt, and that was like a quarter of the car. Just thank you very much. So um, and yes, there are other provinces in Canada that, that uh, stu- uh, still do have a uh, little bit more. I, I think BC it's like eight thousand or something. Isn't like Quebec ten k? Uh, I think Quebec has an incentive as well. Yeah, something like that. But the the one thing too is used electric car incentives. So uh, Quebec, some of the eastern provinces, they have a couple bucks that uh, the government kind of throws at you when you buy a used electric car, which we would love to have here in Ontario. Um, It it definitely incentivizes, um, well, it is just that, an incentive to get an electric car. So um, it uh, it would be well welcomed here in Ontario. So what's it like at shift as far as as used Teslas? Do you have them? Oh yeah, we we have a whole bunch. Uh, Check out shiftmotors.com. We have Oh, I mean, we're, we're cycling through our inventory right now, but, but dozens and dozens and dozens of cars right now, I think 50 or so. And uh, they're all used, right? Some of them have 1,000 kilometers on them. Some of them have 110,000 kilometers on them. Like, there, there is a large variety there. Um, at the moment, mostly Model 3s. We don't have a single Model X in yet. If you're <laughs> looking for a Model X, stay tuned, and uh, we can keep you posted. But, um, but yeah, so there's no incentive. There is no uh, rebate at all uh, when it comes to used electric cars in Ontario. So if typically, if somebody's looking at getting a used Tesla, mm-hmm. all right, uh, how many kilometers would that have on it? Um, generally speaking, it varies. And, and a slight little tidbit: like I, I find they either come in with super low kilometers or super high kilometers because it's either someone's only car or their like third car that they go to Costco with, right? So, like we have a 2016 with 20,000 kilometers on it. Like this thing was baby; it just it got really? a garage queen, yeah. So, and Brian, then, Brian's getting his checkbook out right now. <laughs> there you go. I see him signing no, it right I, now. I need, I need a Lamborghini first. Oh, excuse me. The Urus. Um, no, and, and like, yeah, we, we've seen cars in with three, 400,000 kilometers. My Model 3 has 170,000 kilometers on it to 2018. Um, so, yeah, high mileage doesn't carry the same weight as, say, a gas car because, yeah. again, just so few moving parts. And as far as getting it fixed, repaired at all, mm-hmm. I mean, there's very, typically if it's like 170K to 200,000 mm-hmm. kilometers, how often would it have to be serviced? So not even the manufacturers themselves, they have like a recommended um, like service schedule. So it's, it's not like, say, BMW, where it's like, oh, every 18,000 kilometers do this. Um, so it really depends on how and how much you drive. Um, so if you're an Uber driver and you drive 100,000 kilometers in a year, of course, check the brakes. Of course, check the suspension. Um, but like my, my parents, um, they drove 50,000 kilometers in three years, I think. So, you know, a little bit. Uh, and they didn't uh, uh, check the brakes or, or, or do anything, and the, their car was just fine. So Tires? It, what about tires as yeah. far as the wear and tear? So tire, Yeah, so the electric cars, as we uh, previously mentioned, the, uh, the, the torque. So, again, it still depends on how you drive, but the weight of the cars, usually they're a little heavier than, uh, say, a gas car, and the instant torque of it, even if you're not mashing the throttle, you can expect about half a year, year less in, in, the, in the life mm. of the tire. Um, so that is something to consider as well. Uh, it's a little bit of a hidden cost, right? People think, oh, gas savings, gas savings, no oil changes, but yeah, tires you do go through a little quicker. And and if you drive like I do, you go through them every three or four months. But yeah, people yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah, you know? that's a very good idea. It, it's a great idea, especially with the potholes that are 
Like absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, that, by right. the way, if you're listening to the show today, the the boys are out for a full twelve hours today mm-hmm. fixing potholes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the, good news! One truck with one shovel and three guys, <laughs> which is it's, it's insane. Ah, big budgets here in Toronto. The the suspension is it? Does it impact if you hit a pothole in the mm-hmm. Tesla? Does it impact any differently than say in a, like in a Ford or F one fifty? No, no, mm-hmm. no, not really. I mean, it, it is a heavier car again, so. Um, it, it it can depend, but uh, no, for the most part, and, and like on my car, I actually lowered it um, on Mountain Pass performance uh, coilovers. So, uh, you know, a rear-wheel drive lowered car in the winter, you'd think it'd be horrible. It's just fine. Get a good set of winter tires. <laughs> and speaking of tires, good segue. We, we didn't even rehearse. Go to davescornergarage.com all weekend long, and for the entire month, you got a chance to enter and win a full set of tires from Triangle and an application from Crown. I want to thank Max Maurice from Shift Motors for dropping by, and uh, you'll get your Lamborghini one day, Brian Max. One, one of these days. One of these and, days. And, and thanks, Mark Payman from Mazda Canada. Absolutely. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, congratulations to Team Canada for getting into uh, the World Cup. That is uh, huge news. And if you noticed, we didn't mention that guy from the Academy Awards whatsoever, which is refreshing. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week right here on Dave's Corner Garage. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.